Welcome, one and all. It is the return, don't call it a comeback, of the Collar and Elbow, the CAE podcast. We are live on Twitch right now. We are being recorded for all to listen to on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, all that good stuff. I'm Kenny Oak. I'm joined with, as always, by Christopher Madman Harris. Oh, God. We'll, we'll work on Cowboy that. Cowboy Chris Harris. Cowboy. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, A lot of so them. Many, so many nicknames, but oh, my goodness. Oh, what's this? I've, I'm getting updates on my phone. We're live. We're we're back. We're it's in, been bubs. well over a year. Has it been that long? I don't know if it's it, been a year, but it's been, been over a year. Really close to that. But we are the CAE podcast. We're, we're a little bit of a rebranding. We're no longer the collar and elbow wrestling podcast, as we've decided. There's just so many more interests that we have so many more topics that we would like to talk about other than wrestling. But that's not to say that we're done talking wrestling. You know, we've got WWE Raw going on as we speak uh, in the background. Right, it's on the TV. But there's just so much more we want to delve into and talk about that we don't want to just be hamstrung by a label. So we are rebranding as the CAE Podcast loving the macho man randy savage we are we'll we'll be the artists formerly known as prince iakea i I mean uh collar and elbow wrestling yeah (laughs) what a throwback um but yeah bubs new stuff new brand same great looking dudes same drinks we are um what are you drinking right now well i think you're setting me up for a laugh here but uh this is apple whiskey with Dr. Mm. Pepper. Oh man, then mm. the joke's on me, Bubs, because wow. I've got a little bit of, well, a little bit. I've got uh, apple whiskey, <laughs> and oh, where, there's my dad mug and oh. Dr. Pepper. So I, I love the mug, Bubs. It looks like a coffee a mug. It, it's a it's a dad mug. So we're going to be talking dad things. We're going to be talking life yes. things. We're going to obviously be touching into sports because that's, I think, if there's any topic that really runs our lives you know, together, it's sports. It's really the connection, not just wrestling. Right. We don't much care for politics. We can hit on it, but we can find other topics. We can, like and that. But uh, there's not a lot a of stuff. Fan. And as we sit here and drink flavored whiskey mixed with Dr. Pepper, I respect you even okay. more every day. Look, I live in Texas, so Dr. Pepper is obviously right. a big part of my life. Um, I also... That's one of the reasons why, wow. I mean, I hmm. still live in Texas, and I lived in Texas before, uh, but that was part of why we took such a long hiatus, is I've recently uprooted my family from Dallas to here in Houston, and you had quite the journey over the last year as well. Bob, a lot of things have changed in my life, mostly for the for the better. I'm still in Georgia as I was before. I still claim Texas as home. I always will. Good. But uh, I have been wandering the world. I have been in Kuwait. I have been in Iraq. I have dealt with COVID on multiple different continents, and I've been away. So those days are now behind us. 
we're back. I am home. I am in my new home, which I just closed like eight days ago or something like that. Nice. And it looks great, by the way. Big fan. Very proud of it. Just got to get the walls to not be so white and, you know, get some decor going, if you will. That, that'll that happen when you first start. Yep. But uh, things have changed and making the best of it. And we're back here on the, on the podcast we angle because... Because we both enjoy it, and we're going to broaden our horizons, talk about a lot of stuff, and bring in some more fans, listeners, folks to talk yeah. with and talk about, and all those things, bubs. And and that's one of the best parts. That's one of the best parts about our podcast is that it's not just about us. We like to bring everyone, uh, get everyone involved, bring people into the mix, and kind of make this a show for everyone. Yep. Uh, so yeah. As the show goes on, and once we hit the end, we'll hit you with all of our social media tags. But hit us up. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And, you know, you could still hit us up about wrestling uh, because there are still some wrestling stuff we, we're going to get into today. Like, of course. Well. Yeah, we can talk about that too. Yeah, we're definitely going to eventually find our stride. I think uh, we both would agree that we don't know what our, our stride is yet, but we're going to find yeah. it. And we're going to sink our, our teeth into that. <laughs> I've never been one for, for a stride. never been much of a stride guy. You like to no. shoot from the hip quite a bit. But we're going to figure it out, and we're going to make the content a hell of a lot better than it was before. Hold but on, Bubs. Uh, just <laughs> old Kyle Everett just uh, comments on Facebook post. He goes, when, when is Bubba Sturgeon going to be on? Oh, so that could be an angle we well, could let's, we can You know, I'm from New Brunswick myself. Myself. And... Yes. Wow, what a name drop. I wasn't ready for not either of those names to come up. But Kyle, if you're listening, miss you, Bubs. You're the original Bubs. I've since he is. name and I know. ran with it. <laughs> really run with it. Like, we've gone way too far with it. Way but too far. this is Bubs Nation. All right. Hashtag Bubs Nation. I'm going to get that trending at That's some point. That'll trend. And so will your fucking dad mug with Apple in it. But we'll figure that out. Hey, I got into the car business. That's This is the mug I... I used every day, and now that I'm in the fire industry, okay. I never use this mug. It's, <laughs> it's solely for podcast a, purposes. Yes, I have a Saints mug that I use at my office now. Oh, well, no one cares about that. So. Yes, but as you can see, I'm decked out in sports gear. He's decked out in wrestling gear. That's the kind of stuff we want to talk about. We just want to talk about life, sports, which we're passionate about, wrestling, what we're passionate about. I have opinions. Yeah. Yes, we yeah. have lots of opinions about a lot of I'm things. I'm going to force them upon anybody who's playing this. I'm sorry, but this is what you picked. We all make choices, and this was yours. So yes. Enjoy it while it's here. The main, kind of our main focus today, the main topic of discussion is, Bubs, it's been a year since mm-hmm. we've done this and uh, spoken in long form. And one of the major changes that have happened in said year is the onset of a global pandemic known as the coronavirus, COVID-19. And because of COVID, there's been a lot of lifestyle changes that have been made, that have been forced upon everybody around the world. But the main focus I want to get into is the effect that COVID-19 has had on sports mainly with the lack of fans in attendance at sporting events, whether it's football, baseball, MMA, wrestling, Mm. 
American football. Like what I did there. Ah, God. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to sit here and talk with you about for a while is how has COVID-19 changed the landscape of sports and what are your thoughts on there being a lack of fans and what sports have it, has it helped and what sports has it really been a big detriment to? Do you even remember? Cause I vaguely do. So I'm asking for real March, April, May time of last year, you know, when sports were canceled across the board, the world, everything was, everything was shut down for a time, especially in the States. A lot of Western Europe, of course, was shut down as well because of the pandemic. And we didn't know how we were going to find a way forward to get through to it. And no one really cared about sports because at the time there was fear of the pandemic, right? So sports really took the, the back burner. But as people became more aware of it, everybody got there, you know, some control came back over it and there were preventative measures put in place. Sports kind of came back on, but I remember because that was as I was preparing to leave to the yes. last year was that there were no sports. There was nothing happening live. There was none of those things that we really relied on as fans and even as like routine things to get us through the weekend. You know, there's things that we do on the weekend that we just look forward to, right? Like watching random soccer matches or watching right. any type of football game, if it's football season or basketball and all those things were. Yeah. I was getting ready for the Canadian football league. To oh, you know, weren't, weren't we all actually, you know, <laughs> that's a big needle mover where I'm from New Brunswick myself. That's right. So <laughs> like how I did that. Um, <laughs> but I'm really curious if you can, if you recall what that was like, because I remember some of those details, but sports didn't matter at that time. And we were kind of questioning for real, how long would it take until we got wrestling back? Cause that's what we were talking about at the time, obviously on the podcast was what was we WrestleMania were getting ready for like? WrestleMania. Cause right. we had tickets. We were going, we were going to Tampa. We had everything set I had up. Yet everything to buy my, I, I, I was yet to buy my airplane ticket because something just kept nagging at me. Like don't like Corona don't do it. <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah. to your point, I do remember very vividly that time frame because at the time, there was a lot of people, me included, that didn't think it was going to affect me that much and it wasn't going to affect sports all that much. I remember uh, one of my friends had tickets to go to the Dallas Stars New York Rangers game. I grew up a New York Rangers fan. Then I lived in Dallas, became a Stars fan, you know, two, two teams that I really enjoy. And I said, it was a Tuesday night. And I said, are you crazy? It's Tuesday. It's a night game. We have to be up at five in the morning to get to work. Not happening. I'll see you at work tomorrow and you'll be, you'll be struggling. I'll feel just fine. Well, that Wednesday is when everything started shutting down. I remember... NBA basketball games getting shut down mm. during warmups. I remember the Mavs getting ready to play and then everything got shut down and it was all over. You couldn't avoid it. And I think that's when it hit me that, okay, this is kind of, this is kind of a big deal. This is if multi-billion dollars, cause we, we didn't think these, sports leagues that make tens of billions of dollars a year in revenue were going to 
succumb to it. We, we didn't think they were going to shut down because the money was too good. Mm-hmm. But when those organizations started to shut down, that was eye-opening and really made you feel like, hey, this is something I need to be aware of and worried about. Right. We laughed about this earlier, but I can recall specifically when I saw via the internet and or uh, Twitter when Tom Hanks got COVID, him and his wife. And right. At that they were in time, Australia at the time, I right. believe. And then Rudy Gobert got it. And we laughed about this earlier, right, when Rudy got yes. it. But that was that was the moment I can recall like, okay, a very prominent NBA player has COVID. What does that mean? And we still – I think there was still a lot of ignorance at the time about what how bad COVID could be, what it could do to you, especially to somebody maybe in like peak athletic form like Gobert would be right now. But when he got it, that's when I'm like, okay, maybe this is a big deal and a problem. And then around that same time, obviously things start closing down. You, you can remember um, it was the Dallas owner who was like sitting on the sideline and he read it. Yeah, Mark Cuban. Yeah. Cubes got up and like showed it to the ref or whatever. And like, it was the announcement that the NBA had decided to shut down the league for X amount of time indefinitely. Right. So thanks Rudy. Yeah. That was his fault. Right. (laughs) I I can remember. This is French And looking, looking back, it's like, well, we didn't necessarily overreact because I don't want to say that, but no, we, uh, we made some serious adjustments that I don't think a lot of us were actually expecting to happen. Cause yeah, the NBA, billion dollars in worldwide revenue every year and when they had to shut it down when the nfl had to make changes before the season could start you know these these type of things it was crazy baseball was just about to start too and you had basketball and hockey that were in the midst of their playoff pushes both of those leagues were a couple months away from starting the playoffs right so kind of the fallout from that is things did shut down they had to come up with a plan and we got at least in the case of hockey and basketball we got bubbles right that became the big buzzword in in sports is a bubble you know is your league going to be in a bubble is we're going to have an nfl bubble an mlb bubble and kind of and those sports where there's a lot more people involved a lot more players mm-hmm. on each team especially the nfl it, teams are huge Yes, there's no way a bubble would have worked mm. in the NFL, but it worked perfectly for an NBA mm-hmm. who has, you know, 12, 13 players right. per and team. A, and a small staff, right? Right. NHL, same thing. The bubble worked for those sports, and the fact that both of those sports finished out their seasons in the way that they did was a huge step in the right direction in the healing process, Mm -hmm. but also in the, I get in the, in the, in the aspect of that sports can move on. Yeah. It it showed us that sports could happen even with it because there were no fans. Right. No one was allowed in these bubbles. There was absolutely no fans in the stands. And it brought back some normalcy that was sorely lacking in the months leading up to it. Right. So the NBA bubble itself was quite unique and there was still fun basketball to watch, but when it comes to, I mean, putting that, the fan perspective fat um, hat back on, if you will, watching these games on TV was very much like watching NBA summer league games because yes. 
the well, that, that, I wanted to bring that up. Uh, what the lack of fans? How do you yeah. think it affected? Because I think it affected both basketball and hockey in two completely separate ways. Okay, well, you know that I can't speak to the hockey realm nearly as much as you can, but watching a lot of NBA games during a lot of the downtime that I unfortunately had for various travel reasons, the the NBA bubble and watching it, it was it was very difficult because I I did not realize how important the atmosphere of a game wasn't it was like important to me, watching it at least through television and of course when you're there, but to see some of these games with empty arenas with minor staff, with players sitting in chair, individual chairs far apart, it, it didn't have it for me. And I could tell you the same thing about wrestling as well, is that it, was, it made NBA games very difficult to watch, and it made me almost have to force myself to think, okay, this is a real game. This counts. This is the NBA Western Conference Finals Game 3. I need to be paying attention because even though this season has an asterisk on it for me, this is right. real, and these players, you know, this team – could be going to the NBA finals and this is relevant and I care about this shit, but to see it happen, it was very hard to process it. And honestly made it much less entertaining for me as a fan watching it from home. And there's a lot of people who feel that every sporting event that took place in 2020 has some kind of asterisk mm -hmm. next to it because the fans do bring an extra dimension to it. There's no such thing as home field advantage right now definitely not in the same way that it was once thought of a year and a half ago mm -hmm. so there is a lot of that to it where maybe champions in 2020 aren't as viable as previous champs, previous champions like maybe this championship isn't looked at the same way as other titles that have been won. But like you said, basketball felt without the fans, I didn't realize just how much the fans were vital and important mm -hmm. to basketball. The, the constant chanting, you know, the defense yeah. chants, late the, game, fourth quarter action. Yes. Where the fans are going nuts and, you know, mm -hmm. every shot is a big shot and the crowd reacts accordingly. Just imagine if Luca hit that, buzzer beater that he hit in the playoffs with with a with the double ac completely filled right you know just the the sound that would have come out from the crowd now basketball i definitely feel was hurt the most the uh, the on-screen product was hurt the most in my opinion of all the sports but like i mentioned before i feel like hockey it was the complete opposite. And hockey was was very the, the NHL was very smart in how they did it. There were only two sports going on at the time. Basketball and hockey. And people were dying for sports. They wanted any kind of sports content. Yep. So they were able they were to work out. At home. Exactly. I was too. Mm -hmm. And being a big hockey fan, every day I had four, five, six games, just rapid fire. A lot of content. I was never without hockey. And even though during the season, I maybe didn't follow it a whole bunch, the round robin and the mm. mini playoff that they had leading into the playoffs, I was, I was hooked on every game. I, I watched every single bit of action. 
And because of that, that love that I have for hockey that wasn't fully there anymore had come back. Right. While my love of basketball got pulled back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have those same feelings that I did before with basketball. And I think it's because the fans weren't there. Right. But with hockey, it was the complete opposite. I, the fans don't play as big of a part in an NHL game than in a basketball game. So because of that, it didn't really matter a whole lot to me that there weren't fans in the stands. Right. So to me, hockey benefited way more than basketball did. And there was a lot of, like you said, the, the need for content at a certain point, because if, if you can remember, obviously there was a point when almost everyone was sitting at home when, you know, there was no movement, you know, cities were shut down, states were shut down for lack of a better word, and we needed something to watch. And there were things like hockey on, and I don't typically search for hockey games in my Come you know, on. various streaming services, but obviously there was a time when like you just need you need competition. That's why you love sports. That's why you watch it. And when it's on, it's it's still entertaining nonetheless. And you were loving hockey when we had the New Orleans Demons oh. uh, building up and on yeah. NH um, on EA Sports NHL. Yeah, that's big stuff. All I, hope, about I, I hope they're still doing great. But oh yeah, we've got old ass Ilya Kovalchuk. <laughs> you need to tank for first round picks. That's all I'm telling you to do. We've got we we've got something going right now bubs and it it's, it's it's we'll make the playoffs this year and we're, we're building for the future but i did put up a twitter poll uh, at cae pod and the how question look, i are we looking on that post is the same one that well the question was what sport has benefited the most slash not suffered as much through covid Mm-hmm. choices are american football basketball and i threw basketball in there because i expected that to be the one that got shit on the most yeah mma and football slash soccer and surprisingly there is a tie for first between by a mile between yeah. basketball and mma has benefited the has benefited the most people believe that COVID. basketball has now, I do agree, and MMA was my choice, and I'm going to get into that right. a little I, bit I can here. See that. I'm, I'm not on board with the basketball. To me, MMA has benefited the most mm-hmm. uh, through all of this, but I was very surprised to see. And, and the, the poll is going to be up there for the next 18 hours. Uh, so you're, as you're listening to this, and you know either live on Twitch, uh, it's at Six Star Productions on mm-hmm. Twitch, or when you're listening to this on the podcast, you can still see the poll on Twitter and go and vote at CAE pod. But I am shocked to see that there's so many votes for basketball with football being American football being in dead last by, like I said, a mile. American football, which also comes down when I, when I think of the lack of fans, I really, I said it once, but like the, the fourth quarter game winning drives, the late game, necessities to be perfect where you, you need yes. a score you need a defensive stop kind of things that's where basketball the home field advantage the, right home field and or court right. advantage these these kind of things and football has been very different again through watching it on tv the lack of the sound from the crowd 
being there has again made it very difficult to watch. And football is still very fun, you know, when you have all the great right. players out there, and everyone's, you know, it it is what it is. It's still great to watch, but basketball for me has been the the one the biggest one that has suffered for me because I want the crowd reaction. If you remember during Golden State's runs of championships, how loud Oracle would get. Oh, in the fourth it was quarter. amazing. It's, that was that's a what truly I look for. Special and, atmosphere. Yeah. And I was a fan of Golden State during that run, and I loved just the atmosphere of the crowd. Uh, even in, you know, think back to when LeBron was in Miami, and they would have those whiteout games. Whiteout games, yeah. And, or, it's just, the, the crowd in basketball is so involved that you don't realize it until it's gone. Yeah. Now, do you feel that? Because I feel that the actual on-court action has suffered because of it. Do you also feel that same way? 100%. Or am I... No, okay. I, I absolutely think the game has gotten slightly less entertaining because I know for a fact that the players thrive off of the crowd, whether you're home or away. It doesn't matter. And your yeah, because you've got play, all those contacts in the NBA, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I'd be you calling them. They, they just bring me in on a lot of consulting games yeah. nowadays. That's why great. we brought up Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> He's my plug. Anyway, <laughs> players players need that, and I think it really makes the game ten times better when they're a, when you're the away team and you're fighting against not only the, the team but the crowd. So, yes, it, right. the, the action itself on the court has gotten less entertaining to a, a minor degree but noticeable. Yes, and to me, I think basketball is the one sport that needs the fans to come back the most, with possibly, I guess, the NFL being second mm. in that. Um, how did you feel the—because we had a full 16-game season in the NFL. Do you feel that any of the season was tainted due to— a lack of fans or with the coronavirus happening, you had games that were postponed. You had yeah. Denver playing a practice squad receiver. That's right. At quarterback I, against I one to of the top in defenses fantasy. in the league. <laughs> I forget the kid's name, but I tried Why to start him Why would you start him fantasy. when he's playing the Saints defense? <laughs> oh, so once again. Lattimore I, and Cam Jordan and yeah. Demario Davis, they, they feasted. Bob, an anyway. absolute, an absolute asterisk for me, uh, just point blank, absolute asterisk year for me. There were some really? teams in some stadiums that had minus in a capacity. full season. There was a full season, mind you. Yes, there was. We and you're finish. still putting an asterisk next to it. Is it because Tom Brady won? It's because Tom Brady won. So it, it gives me an easy out. I will protect Manny's legacy with every Ronk, ounce that I have. Former 24/7 champion, That's Rob right. Gunk. Ronkowski. Some some of these stadiums had but an asterisk. You think they're oh yeah. that is surprising it, to me. It was not nearly as entertaining. But again, think about where I was, Bubs. My I was gone for the year. Right. So my you were in country my without. View, my, yeah, I didn't have live football. I had the next. You didn't morning, have the red zone network I, like no, I did. I had eight hours and or twelve hours delayed of rewatching games after I I had already seen it. So don't right. don't really dive into my opinion on this one too much because that that's still a played. valid opinion. Like you say that there is an asterisk next to the season. Mm -hmm. It was a full season. I want to 
I want to jump in. I want to dive into that. What... Preseason atmosphere. Every game felt okay. like preseason atmosphere. Because... So you're saying the lack of fans caused this season to not play out in a, I don't want to say competitive way, but a, I don't know what the term you're, I'm you're, you're kind of, you're kind of right. Because when, okay. when the NFL is choosing to delay games for the health of players, obviously I don't say that, that that's not that's wrong. Yeah. Right? That's a, that's a good thing that makes you know, well, it only works for the Steelers and Ravens. Does not work for Ravens the Broncos. Really, you know, they like do not those. get <laughs> the Broncos. Don't get those same that, that poor benefits. Yeah. So with a lot of that nonsense coming along, it it just took out the authenticity of the game for me a little bit. Okay. And it wasn't nearly as fun. But again, I'm watching stuff. You know, the next day delayed, and I'm reading about it. And I'm like, well, this isn't any fun. I wouldn't have wanted to watch this game anyway. This poor wide receiver had no chance, basically running wildcat the entire offense that he was out there. That was it was rough. So, uh, it was like watching, you know, Navy run a spread offense. <laughs> <laughs> on the ball, Navy. What are you doing? Um, okay, so does you being in a place where you couldn't watch it live mm-hmm. and you were already pre spoiled to the scores, you know, if you sought out you know, right. scores before watching. Which I did because I played fantasy hard while I was gone. Does that play a huge part it does. in it? And so I'm, let's, willing, I'm willing to admit that, absolutely. Let's say you were here in mm-hmm. the States like I was, and you had access to, because we, you know, full disclosure, we are the best of friends. You know, big shocker there. Yeah. Um, we share my YouTube TV account. Mm-hmm. And during the football season, I get the sports package with... NFL Red Zone Network. So to me, being able to still every Sunday have my normal routine, put on Red Zone, uh, fall asleep during halftime of the first games, wake up in the fourth quarter, watch the All end routine, of the, you know, it, it's a. I still had my same football routine that I've had for years and years. That was a weird no, <laughs> sorry, bad bunnies on my TV. Oh no. Is Damian priest there too? Yeah. He's with him. Yeah. So he is. I had to, I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. No, that's fine. Uh, this we're, we're we'll live. Get pal. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so my routine was not changed at all when it came to football. So in my opinion, the season didn't feel all that different. Yes, there was a lack of fans, but football is not a sport where the fans really play a huge part to to me watching. Right. Basketball is basketball. Yeah. Right. So to me, the season was as normal and as good to go and as regular as it could be. Mm -hmm. And even the fact Tom Brady winning made it even more normal. Right. So last year. So let's say you were in that same predicament let's say you were here for this season you had red zone network because we use the same youtube tv and you were able to watch it just like normal follow fantasy live as it happens would that have changed your opinion would you still put an asterisk next to this season i think i would because i care far too much about a lot of stuff so we brought up the denver broncos situation right so let's let's run this hypothetical real quick let's say that either the New Orleans Saints or the San Francisco 49ers are out of quarterbacks, are out of backup punters, 
are out, of every, are out of everyone who could possibly practice for snaps at the quarterback position. Right. And let's say that you're put into the same situation where you're basically finding a former JUCO or college quarterback on a practice squad who has taken snaps before, and he's now your starting quarterback. <laughs> I don't think that even if that, if that was one game, I still think if you got blown out in that game, game, I think that you'd be like, damn, that was a shitty game. We should have been able to beat that Panthers team that got us a fake win on us real quick, and that affected your playoff seating. You see what I mean? So well, the Broncos weren't going to the playoffs. They anyways. weren't. Again, I, okay, I see what you're saying. That there is something going on in the world that has a real world effect on the play mm-hmm. on the field. Now, this was just one instance that right. something that drastic happened. Does that still put a damper on the entire season? We you you act like. <laughs> Teams have not had instances where they were on their third, fourth string quarterback because of injuries. Right. Uh, uh, from real football related. The, the, the Steelers had to play Mason Rudolph for an extended period of time. That's a handicap in and of itself. It is. Right. Look, Still crying I, a helmet off of this. Oh, I'm glad we were getting there one way or another. I don't know, uh, Bubs. I, I see it as when they decided to start delaying football games for the sake of COVID, you know, the, the Ravens and I think it was Lamar Jackson, right. Who was close contact to COVID. So they delayed the game for like four days. Hell, they almost had to delay the Super Bowl because half the, (laughs) half the chiefs were getting a haircut. (laughs) So it's stuff like that. That makes me, and again, I was extremely tuned in to the players and the team's, because of how invested I was into fantasy over this last year, right. because I wasn't watching football and I was really living through fantasy. So again, and I, I understand that because I've been that. there where my best fantasy years have been while I was overseas. Yeah. And I'm just extremely like extremely committed to it because right. one, you have time to put into it. And one, you know, yes. I ended up putting lots of monies in a, a league or two. So you got really invested into things like that. So when I start to see that, you know, there's a, practice squad quarterback starting and people are going to run and snap to try to start him at a quarterback position because he's going to run a whole bunch perhaps or you know the Taysom Hill situation but like long term and then you know you got the Lamar Jackson stuff where that week is not over because they haven't started the the Ravens game for four days post Sunday yeah because it's on a Wednesday now or yeah some Wednesday at a Wednesday at three in the afternoon it was something crazy like something we so that's why I'm so when I say asterisk, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from what Tampa Bay eventually did, right? I'm saying that this is it's always gonna be a year that I'm going to remember, not because of the great football play outside of Derrick Henry, but because of COVID and how it made the NFL season very weird and honestly difficult for me to watch, but I understand that I had a different circumstance than most people. So that's well, what no, my asterisk sure. really means. And I and I agree with that that no matter what, every sport that has taken place in this last calendar year is going to have an asterisk next to it in the fact that it's, it's unprecedented, just mm-hmm. everything that has gone on. I think football, I don't think that this season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be judged based off of this pandemic. I think that this was as legitimate of a championship as 
you can have in football. Um, so if there was no COVID, real before we pass that point, so if there was never COVID and everything still played out and Tom Brady is still a Buccaneer at the beginning of this year and everything is normal, Tampa Bay is still your Super Bowl champion as we sit here today. There is a very strong possibility, yes. I think where the problem runs into is the home field advantage. Now, mm. they would have had a very hard time against the Saints in the Dome in the playoffs with that typical New Orleans Saints home crowd. Yes. But the, to caveat that, the Saints had beat them twice already that season. So what does Murphy's Law say? If something bad is going to happen, it will happen. You beat a team twice in a season, you play them a third time, chances are they're going to get you that third time. So, especially when you have a quarterback who's supposedly playing with broken ribs and, you know, messed up shoulder. So, I do think the... The Buccaneers, because you want to know why I think the Buccaneers still have a very strong chance of winning? Defense. Tom Brady, yes, and his leadership. Mm -hmm. That's an intangible that cannot be quantified. But their defense, they had, just like when they won in 2003, they had a tremendous defense back then. Derrick Brooks Mm -hmm. was the Super Bowl MVP, I believe. Uh, Yeah. I'm gonna have to look that up, but they had. He a was good. Tre- so it was yes. one tap. Yep. Yes, they had a tremendous defense, and this year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers also had a tremendous defense. Yeah. You know, I'll find every stab opportunity I can to take something away from Brady to protect oh, Peyton Manning, but yes, I, well, I don't have yes. much else. Really, running out of things at this point. All right, I'm looking it up. Who was the... Derek Brooks doesn't sound right, Bob. The defensive player? Dexter Jackson. That's who it was. I knew it was a defensive player. Okay. Dexter Jackson. But Derek Brooks had a great game, too. He had an interception, I believe, in that game. strong all the way around. That was a mugging. (laughs) (laughs) There were were a string of some bad Super Bowls. There was a shit Super Bowl. So the Broncos destroyed the... The Falcons, that was a rough Super Bowl. Yeah. Then the Ravens uh, just Giants. destroyed the Giants. That was a rough Super Bowl. And then skip to the Buccaneers destroying. Yeah. There was a string of some bad Super <laughs> there, Bowls there. A lot of one-offs, too, like Carolina showing up a time, you know, Seattle yes, showing up a only time. Only to lose to Brady. These kind only of to things. lose to Brady. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Seattle lost to freaking, well, lost to the, the Steelers and then Two two or three years later, the Steelers are back against yeah, yeah the Arizona Arizona, and then two yeah. years later they're back <laughs> losing Bay, right? to Hey, yeah yeah so they're not necessarily a they they fall into the dynasty category for sure but yeah a lot, of, a lot of one offs that happened and a bit like this year I certainly think that Tom Brady chose to go to Tampa because that so team it might it might not, <laughs> it might not have looked last year like they were built to win but they were not far off and if you have a coach like Arians and enough if you, you have a Leonard quarterback Barnett. that doesn't throw 30 picks, 30-plus 30 picks, well, he leads the league in passing touchdowns you, have, you have a recipe for success if you have a great defense and a quarterback who does it. But Jameis got eye surgery. <laughs> oh, uh, Elias, you know, you, you know we walk yes. with him, Bubs. 
Yes, that's why he's pushed all the way down the card because we walk with him. Him and Archer are going at it. Oh, good. Wait, Archer? The Archer, mean, of, the Archer of Infamy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not Lance. You, I was like, Lance Archer. Are you kidding yeah, me? Big signing. <laughs> As you check your phone. It was a trade. I know. I was like, WWE trades. Big, big show for Lance Archer. Uh, um, but going. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the sport I think that benefited the most, which is MMA. Uh, and the creation of Fight Island. Fight Island, Bob. I'm ready to talk greatest, Fight Island. <laughs> Fight Island maybe is the greatest thing to come out of COVID and Corona as a whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish I could be on Fight Island. I know Steve wishes he could be on Fight Island, but he's busy, you know, in some Pan Am um, <laughs> shooting thing. All right. But, well, I'm in. All right. Yeah. I'm in. Let's go. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Um, but MMA as a whole, and especially Dana White in the UFC, really benefited from having no fans because I didn't realize how much I hated MMA fans. As much as I hate WWE fans, or just wrestling fans in general, um, even though wrestling fans really add to the atmosphere. Yeah. And I think wrestling has really not suffered, but has degraded in quality. MMA is absolutely amazing without fans. You don't have people booing when there's a lull in action. You hear every strike, every thud, every punch, kick, every moan and grunt. You hear all of it. And it really sucks you into the atmosphere of the fight. It really makes you feel like you're one of the cornermen. It makes you feel like you're right there. You're a judge. You're a play-by-play guy. You're there cage side. Yeah. And to me, it has made it uh, – it, it's turned it into quite the spectacle. Now, I do think there have been times where I, fans would have – made a fight even bigger. Like, I think Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor would have been even better in front of a crowd. Just the crowd reaction when when Dustin knocked down Conor and finished him off mm. would have been huge. But on the flip side, Conor could have easily have made a better showing feeding off of that energy from the crowd. But I have thoroughly enjoyed every bit of Fight Island, the Fight Apex, UFC Apex in Las Vegas. I loved it all. And I enjoy not having fans there. I do think when fans come back, they're just going to be so loud and boisterous and just craving uh, the action that it'll make for a great atmosphere for a while. I think that'll be the case across the board for everything. Absolutely. MMA has done quite well, and as has boxing as well. Like The actual combat sports stuff has done so well and i looking back i thought that it would have also struggled because as a as in a sport where you you know adrenaline means a whole lot and you must feed off the crowd and you need that that sense of comeback and things like that that if you don't have that from from the crowd or you know the booze and the cheers that it would affect you but obviously it hasn't done bad i mean they're still doing pay-per-view sales obviously because we're all stuck at home forced to 
by pay-per-view, so money is still there. But when fans come back to events like this, and obviously to wrestling and WWE and AEW are going to see this, we're going to hear some of the loudest pops that we've heard. For even the oh, most absolutely. Gen- even the most generic entrances for the first time, I hope that obviously... Every... W- for the first show that happens with live fans, yep. every person who comes through that curtain are going to get a huge pop. Yes, and I'm excited to do it. I want to do it here and, and watch it or be part of it as well. And maybe that they maybe they can you know have wrestlers enter with no music again. Remember how those days were for certain oh, people. God, if we could just do that so again, good. like Champa. But um, Tommaso Ciampa. Those were good days. But when it happens, it's going to be great. But it's going to be loud, yes. and and it will fade down. And if things go back to normal, it'll be, you know, business as usual, I guess. But for the first couple shows and weeks, it's going to be nice. Well, we are going. So we've got WrestleMania coming up mm-hmm. in a little over a month, maybe a month and a half. But there are going to be at least what twenty thousand fans at Raymond James Stadium Mm -hmm. with such a huge venue with that amount of people like it's what 20-25% capacity do you think that we're going to be able to notice that there's fans there? Very little. Because you have to think back and think about the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. Arenas had 16,000 people, yeah. and those fans were, you know, you know, loud and boisterous, but in an open kind of in an open stadium, not kind of an open stadium. Right. Having 20,000 people in when put inside of a stadium that seats 100,000 people doesn't seem like a lot. So in perspective, it's not a lot of people, but 20,000 people is. A lot of people in one place. Should the WWE have booked maybe the same arena that the Tampa Bay Lightning play in, indoor and have five thousand people there? Well, they they still care about revenue, so they want twenty thousand okay. tickets, right? Well, I get that. Yeah. And I want and people are going to buy them, and people are going to pay a lot of money for them. Absolutely, they're they're going to sell out. It's not going to be a problem. I want as the fan as a fan sitting at home watching this, I want to hear the basketball arena full of eight thousand people yes. screaming for for this, right? But because now, even though they they're doing you know these football arenas now for every WrestleMania, and we'll always have that now, so they can fill them up to you know six digits worth of people. The spectacle and seeing that when it's full is is great. It was amazing to be there in Dallas when they did it with all those people. It's great to see every year when they did have it with fans. But now to see that with you're gonna I imagine like pods of group of people. If you come with six people, you're gonna be in this pod and then right. social distancing for two people and you know, so on and so forth. It's going to look weird. Super and it's, weird. It's, and are they going to have the cardboard cutouts like we saw at the Super Bowl? <laughs> they they might. Mean, if, if And that, you could pay much you could probably pay a hundred bucks. You get your cardboard cut out somewhere. Anything to make money, I think WWE will consider for sure. So if they want to fill up 100,000 seats. Do they bring the Thunderdome screens with them? And we just have people's faces everywhere. Yeah. What so. do you think about that? How's that been? Okay, so so we've had... All right, so let's bring this into uh, perspective. So we've had no fans. Mm-hmm. We've had only cardboard cutouts. Uh, we've had fans and cardboard cutouts. And in 
the WWE, we've had the Thunderdome. Yeah. Where it's people, people's faces on screens all over, but with canned, but with canned uh, audio, canned sounds, canned chants that are clearly not coming from the people watching. Yeah. What do you think has worked the best? The minority group of fans with the cardboard cutouts I, in yes. both basketball and in the NFL stadiums. Because it gives the illusion that the that that it's full, that there's right all these people there. And I know I'm being I'm being teased. I I can understand it's a cardboard cutout of a person. I still think it's cool because some little kid got to tell his parents, right. "I want my cardboard cutout face on the 50 yard line," and he got what he wanted. Right. So there's still there's still some cool things that can happen. And with yeah. these you know, between 10 to like 40%, some of these stadiums have gone up to a fan capacity. You're starting to hear noise again. These things are starting to matter. So that is what I like. I want people to go if they want to go. I want these states and cities to allow people to go if they want to go in some of these condensed areas. And I have enjoyed that. I haven't been, there has been a lot of live sports that I've actually enjoyed. The NBA season so far has been not rough necessarily, but I'm, I'm still not drawn in because I want the fans back, but I, I mean, now that I'm settled in the house and I've stopped moving, I'm going to be back in to seeing what's available and watching everything, but it's been different for so long that I've almost accepted it as normal now, and I don't want to I think, because I, think we all have. I, miss, I miss what it used to feel like, and I'm actually kind of craving that now, so that's why I've had this asterisk about a lot of things is because it's not what I want it to be. Right, and that makes a lot of sense, and I mean, at the end of the day, all of us just want some normalcy. Yeah. And at least having our favorite sports, our favorite shows like wrestling on television and happening live does feel good and gives us some normalcy. Um, You've got things like AEW and NXT where they have actual I don't do they have actual fans or is it strictly just uh, performers that are just talent yeah okay but you still have those people there and it it, it makes you crave the full experience yeah and I think once we can get that full experience back it will go a long way in helping everyone feel that the world's gone back to normal. And right. honestly, at this point, as long as this has gone on, that's all that we want. We just want to feel that the world has gone back to normal. I just want to buy WrestleMania tickets for next year so we can redo. Is what- it Arlington next year? Or it's L.A. next year. Maybe Arlington in two years. Nevertheless. Well, either way. Yeah, I I want to. We need to set this up again. I know places in L.A. we can. I'll talk to LeBron. You got some folks out there. (laughs) Okay. The guy from the. uh, Remember the Titans that I met at the beach. Oh, Sunshine. That's right. You hung out with Sunshine and his kid. Yeah, his kid Fox. Great guy. It's a big flex. We had a good time. (laughs) Um. Hey, his kid came up and just started playing with my kid's toys. I was just like, hey, what, Get what the fuck here. is this? <laughs> you stop that. Sunshine. And then he was like, I'm an actor. And I was just like, we're in L.A. I'm Are sure. You? I'm, I'm an sure. actor. Fuck you. <laughs> no, he was he was awesome. 
great guy. Uh, had a good time. But uh, go, going back to, to fans, went to went, it was the NLCS during that trip. The Cubs were playing the uh, Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I went to game one. And it was just such, we had such a great time. The fans at Dodger Stadium were awesome. Uh, the stadium itself was great. And it's that's an atmosphere. Oh, I just I moved to Houston just ready to jump into the Astros and the, the Texans and just becoming a Houstonian and getting in that atmosphere. And Houston has since dumped everybody since you've moved there, but that's a topic. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and to Barbados Slim, yes, we will make wrestling great again. Don't worry about that. Good. Yes. Wrestling is ready. Thanks for watching, by the way. Thanks for being being part of the of the show. Um, but yes, I I miss that. I want to be part of it again. I crave that live interaction again. Bob's, we'll we'll eventually talk about it over the next coming weeks. But like you said, WrestleMania is coming up, and last year we went yes. through we went through Mania with no fans. It was uh, a very but we had experience. A, we were supposed to go. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up. Skyping each other and watching it. Yep, both nights. With you know, each other. It was it was still fun. WrestleMania was fine last year because, from a performance standpoint. It was great. And here's the thing: I think wrestling, yes, it could definitely use the fans. But much like MMA, I think it's a lot of the promotions have done a great job of continuing on and moving forward mm-hmm. without fans. I think WWE, I think, has had much better programming. Since all of this yeah. has happened, Hands we've down. been able to see people that we want in the spotlight get thrust in that position because they're not worried about certain reactions from the fans. Right. Like Roman Reigns is a heel, and the WWE is fully on board with it because they're not worried about uh, the fans cheering him for being the badass that we always wanted him to be. Yeah, the TV outcome now is almost irrelevant now. It's a, it's a lot of social right. media backlash, but that can all be managed and really doesn't mean as much as we all think it does. Yes. Um, so I think in that regard, and, and AEW continues to thrive, and it's, it's, it's got to be hard for them because they really started at what you would think was a great time, Yeah. and then it just completely went to hell in a handbasket for them. And they're still there. They're still pushing forward. They're about to have, they're they're about to have a huge event down in Jacksonville. We're going to have a barbed wire death match between, you know how I feel about Moxley. I love you. I know we can talk to you on Moxley. uh, I'm getting a headache right now. Just thinking about it. Kenny Omega. Didn't he just win Bloodsport, though? I feel like uh, I feel like we can talk about that. Whose Bloodsport is it? Who? Uh... Oh, uh, Josh Barnett. Yeah. So yeah. So the next event is him and UFC heavyweight champion and Pride title challenger Moxley and Josh and Moxley and him are going at it next at the next Bloodsport event because I guess Moxley earned that right by beating Davy Boy Smith Jr. I didn't know that Davy Boy had that kind of clout in the old fighting world. <laughs> But uh, nonetheless, well, Josh Barnett is a surprisingly good 
pro wrestler. Uh, once he was done with his, even before he was done with his MMA career, he was really into um, pro wrestling in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a name for himself there. He was the announcer next to Morrow for NJPW mm-hmm. on Access Television. Big fan of Josh Barnett. Yeah. Um, but that's you know irrelevant to the point of AEW has found a way to thrive. And they just had probably, in my opinion, the biggest signing of its entire inception. Needle mover. In the last week. And that is Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, has left WWE. He claims because of the way he was treated during the Legend Show. By Randy Orton, our goat of goats. Randy is a goat, and he's going to be on the Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but I'm pretty excited. Is that the next one that's coming out? That's going to be good. Saw that on the old Twitter machine. Um, Bubs, it is very... I don't know if it's important. I don't know the right word, right? Not a needle mover, right? But it's, I mean, it, to it see, is, it's huge. I is think a, this is, I was genuinely shocked. This is, it was a shocking thing because Big Show has been a WWE guy since 99, since he left WCW, where he was successful already, and then came over and has been, he's done everything. He has ran the card. He has been the loyalist. He has been there for 20 years. And for him to just basically up and say, well, I didn't like the way I was treated. I don't feel like I was. I'm done. There's more to it than that, right? There, I, there has to be, right? But when when I saw the meme, I was like, oh, this is just a funny meme in the morning. And then it turns out that it was real. And now he's going to join AEW probably to do a, a various things. He's an ambassador for wrestling is really all, all he is. So it was important that it happened. I don't know how much of use he'll be for AEW to expand, but I was surprised. And it's not that he will be a use in the ring. It's everything that he brings behind the scenes. Yes. The 30 years almost of experience, the just the leadership and the... Is he going to be the wise old man role? Is that kind of... Yeah, absolutely. Is he the, and, the, the mark and I think it's already... And I think it's already been put in motion that that is going to be his role. I think he's going to do some announcing on dark. Absolutely. And I think he's the perfect guy to have your bigger, your bigger guys, the big guys, mm-hmm. your hosses yeah. kind of guide. And I, it, it, I was genuinely surprised and shocked and I'm excited to, Kind of see what happens. I know it's he's not going to have much of an impact in the ring, mm-hmm. except for when him and Shaq now inevitably. Yep, that's that's already being. I'm booking it now. Yes. Yep. So, uh, oh, and and thank you. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, thank thank you guys for ju- jumping in on the chat on Twitch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think Big Show is going to have a strong impact. On the eight on AEW's product and their talent, especially their young talent mm-hmm. backstage. So far, it will certainly be the the most peculiar uh, vision to see him on AEW TV. It was easy to adjust to Jericho because Jericho went to Japan and we saw him in Japan. Can, can we go ahead and call AEW WCW light at this point? We could have a long time ago. 
but uh, that makes their fans. I think bringing the giant in makes. Oh, the giant! <laughs> what if he starts doing missile drop kicks if off? He the starts top? jumping over the top. I'll go find the highlight yes. reel that I watched earlier because you know of I. Of course did. you did. I, you are. I have those saved in my phone. Well, but needle. Well, it's a podcast. <laughs> The big bad podcast now, y'all. And now so, the Miz is fighting Bobby Lashley for the title. They delayed good. the match, Bob, so we're underway. Well, it's the final hour. It's main event closing in time. So what do you expect? Thunderdome is currently popping. I am all about uh, Bobby Lashley as a not a long-term main event guy, but let's be honest, we need to see what that belt looks he's like around him. Going, he's been needing... And I agree with Barbado Slim here. Uh, Miz is going to be crushed. But is he going to lose the title? That's Look at us. We, we still can't help talking about yeah. wrestling, even though we said we're moving away from the wrestling moniker. John Morrison looks great next to him. I know. I'm... When I think, like, if we're talking about what this sets up Just for the WrestleMania. The way the Miz looks, for the ti- the looks at the title. McIntyre versus Miz is not main event for me. Lashley versus, no. versus well, McIntyre. As much as we love the Miz, love him. nothing in Miz screams main event. Yeah. Love the guy, though. And he's, he's definitely a great champion, but not for this type of But era, it's going I to think. be, and our chat has a great point, um, it's going to be Miz and Morrison against Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Yeah, and that's that's what we're getting. We're also going to get Shane McMahon. Unless Bad Bunny's going whatever, to become right? the uh, WWE champion. I don't have time to entertain. Oh, Braun Strowman and Shane. Imagine yeah. Shane. Uh-oh. I don't know what. Shane's God, taking a bump. I don't know so how. Oh, my God. Lashley just. Look at MVP. When I'm, when I'm 68 years old, I want to look as good <laughs> as Bobby Lashley. Still in he's like physical 42. condition. He's, but still. I was, I was at uh, WWE Raw, late Lafayette, Louisiana. Bobby what? Lashley was the main event. It's back in 2007. <laughs> and he, I was in the front row, and he walks by me, and I can't describe to you just how, <laughs> just how big, yeah, he is. I would want this to be a squash, and if I would, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to be WWE for a minute. I would let Bobby have the Dominator back like he had, yes. and let him dominate. There's the Ron Simmons. Again. Yeah, hit him with the Ron Simmons Dominator, and that's your game. One, two, three, and we have a champion. But <laughs> MVP is hurt because he just won the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu World Championship. Because <laughs> he's in, a fucking in, in real life, yes, monster, yes. Uh, now this will be good though. Nevertheless, Lashley's a beast. Um, him and Brock is well overdue. Him and some him type and of McIntyre event. is yeah, overdue. That's, that's good money. I'd buy Remember tickets when him for that. Rusev for feuding over Lana. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Those were not the days. No. Okay. No. Bubs, you say you're drinking uh, some apple whiskey. What is your whiskey of choice? I am a Canadian Crown man. Myself, Bubs, New Brunswick. Okay. You know. Ooh. Yep, Crown Royale awesome. of types. I have. Uh, okay. I had no vanilla earlier. Not that I don't God, like the apple. such a great promo. Sorry. Oh, oh, always. Going ham just sandwich going right now. He's screaming. I love it. But yes, it is the apple of Canada, Bubs, mixed with some nice uh, Texas Dr. Pepper. 
Yes, Lashley versus Rusev was a horrible feud. That was just a time filler. Say it that. A lot of TV time, though. I don't know why. It did. Because Lana looks good on TV, and so does they Bobby. They had a very good false Count Anywhere match, though. I think it was on... Okay, I don't remember. Raw. Oh, God. Raw's just starting there in Hawaii. Well, don't listen to our play-by-play. Oh, God. On ignore us. This, yeah. Don't. You'll miss... You, you want to be surprised by the Bad Bunny, you know, yes. promo yes. match. I don't, I'd hate to ruin that for you. <laughs> If I wanted but, to be anybody in their 40s, I'm I'm John Morrison though. That man is cut. Oh God, right? I, I don't he's, think he, he's on the he, list. How old is he? I don't know. 41, 42. Is he? Isn't he? Damn, Johnny Impact. Johnny, um, Johnny everything, yeah. So I'm so I'm cheap right now. So I've got the Jim Beam rocking right now. It's a little cheaper. I finished, yep. I finished off that bottle of vanilla that you bought. Okay. I uh, drank that just straight. I just That's fine. It's it's yeah. sweet enough. It tastes fine going down. Uh, I just finished off the apple tonight. Okay. And I still have some of those, um, the little minis that the shots Emily right got us. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can just take if you those don't know. Cigar and... So, I smoked all the cigars that I got too. Um, ooh, man, the match is actually happening. Um, so when you came back from. Iraq, you were stuck in Fort Hood, and I decided it would be a tremendous idea if I went and saved you from there. That's good booking. Drove you back to Houston, mm-hmm. only for Snowpocalypse to take place, and oh, Mrs. is running. I desperately wanted you to have power <laughs> and water in your house. And I didn't. I didn't at all. Mrs. For is like gone. three days, it's gone. Is this a count out? Oh, it's yes. a count out. Oh, come on. WWE. Is McIntyre going to bring him back? Oh, he just carries him out. Oh, Lashley should just attack that jacked ref. It's that, over. That is the yoke ref. Now that's 10. And there's your match. That's it. Oof. Do we still have time? Is it? Uh, no? There's still an hour to go. We're nowhere close to. Oh, we'll there's no around. way. They'll there's do match no... number three. Adam Pierce is going to. Uh. But yeah, I still have all the. So I bring it back, Snowpocalypse. So mm. for. Was there a holiday that happened? Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. Oh, right? So for Valentine's Day, my wife, Emily, made both you and me these awesome. There was like a bucket that had a foam. Like little, it was a man bouquet. Yeah. Mine had cigars, uh, shots of alcohol, different whiskeys. Um, and candies. Yes. Yours candies. had, yours had the shots of alcohol, protein cookies, which I was jealous of. I was I, not. I ate those. Yep. And various snacks, which I think is was a tremendous Valentine's it, Day it, gift. It and ladies, if you're listening, get your man. And it's not something you go and buy. You make it. A little right, you do. bucket. Little yeah. foam. Except don't tape. The cigars on the wood sticks where the tape is around the opening where you, <laughs> where oh, you take it out of Emily. the Oh, Emily. Oh, boo. Are you much, a, a, much of a cigar smoker, Bubs? Not like you, Bubs. I'll have a good stogue every now and then, of course, with a nice gotcha. with brandy and stuff like that. Yeah, but. See, yeah. I, can, I can have one every night. Okay. And I oftentimes do, even though I haven't had one. In a hot minute, 
but do you have a cigar of choice? I know we probably are going to have some cigar listeners. Uh, I know I want to do a show completely on cigars. You know me. I do not have a specific cigar, Bubs. I feel like there's... You don't have a brand that you... Like, no, I feel like there's hundreds, and I've, I've had so many, and this is where Literal I'll get, thousands. This is where I'll get uh, some, you know, some, some lashing back at me. They all inevitably taste the same. Uh, uh, ah. Uh, okay, well, most whiskeys taste the same. So most yeah, alcohol in uh, general... They kind of do. All, I'm about to get a tongue lashing, but... Well, your palate's in my fine. All beer tastes the same, so. Yeah, that's true. And by same, I mean garbage. So. Not, not a big beer guy anymore. Nope. I only never drink. was. I do drink better whiskey than Crown Royal at times. I want that to be known. If we're gonna make this podcast into something a little bit more, I don't want everyone <laughs> just to know he only drinks trash Canadian flavored whiskey. I don't. We'll get into the better stuff later at a different time. Ooh, that's a good idea. So we were just asked in the chat. Have we ever thought about doing a battle of the brands like Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze does on Up, Up, Down, Down? Loved where it. Where we play SmackDown versus Raw. Because I have SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Six, right? Yeah. So. Oh, man. That could be a fun idea. Oh, yeah, that opens up a lot of possibilities to a lot of different things if we're talking. If we're, if we're adding the I, gaming realm into we'll this, because you know we do game. I know we can have an NHL showdown where, you know, the New Orleans Demons oh God. takes on the Austin um, Red Coonhounds. I don't know. <laughs> the old coon asses, yeah. The, <laughs> the boot, the boot ants. That's it. The big G-axes, yeah. <laughs> Galks. You, so you were out in Iraq with the Louisiana National Guard. I was. Not by what choice. Was, they were there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like I would have gotten along with any of them? I think that part of your original heritage would have popped out from you, and you would have been An able accent to... accent would have popped up, and yep. I would have... Y'all would have started talking... Damn, in... <laughs> there would have been colloquials that I didn't understand, <laughs> and a lot of references to small towns outside of the bayou. Mamu? Talking, yeah, hey, talking about how Lafayette's the big city. Have you ever driven on Highway city. 13 and go through Mamu to get to Eunice? And they'd be like, yeah, I live off the fucking, you know, Highway Road, Farm Road 13. And you're like, yeah. Farm to, mo farm farm to, market, to market roads are in Texas. Texas. I don't know. Farm Road. That's why I said Farm Road. Oh, we have those here. It's oh, awesome. gross. I think that uh, you would have gotten along with some of these folk, though, Bub. Okay. Yes. So what do you think about that idea of doing kind of some gaming stuff? How so, though? Uh... Like mentioned in our, our chat, doing a battle of the brands on 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 a game like SmackDown versus Raw, where there's an actual quantifiable end game instead of like universe mode, where you know we just make whatever we we want and we have fun with it, mm -hmm. but where there's an actual you know winner and loser. Well, I don't hate it. I'll I'll put that out there in general if we're talking about competition and. Things like yes. that, then, then yeah, it's on. It's on the, it's on our list of. We have a lot of things on the list of how we want to attack yes. this. So it's uh, it's because an this is forum. a completely, this is completely new territory mm -hmm. we're jumping territory. into. We are no longer a solely wrestling focused show. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I do want to. And I had been doing some stuff on our on my own Twitch channel and youtube channel but that's going to be merged now 
into the collar and elbow brand or the six star productions brand when it comes to YouTube and Twitch. So, Ooh, Charlotte Flair is coming up. So I do think that is a viable look into our future. And we, we want suggestions from all of you that are, that are listening to this right now or watching live, which, uh, six star productions, let us know some of the content that you would like to see. And there's a lot more time on both of our hands. Um, we are capable of doing a whole lot more mm-hmm. than what we were before. So yes, please continue to give your suggestions. You can do it here on the chat live during a show on Twitch at six star productions. You can do it on Twitter at CAE pod. You can do it on Facebook which right. still is still Facebook page we still have. Yes. <laughs> just still collar and elbow wrestling podcast. Still there. Or is it, is it I think just it's collar and elbow wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the time being, yeah. that will get We'll changed. get there. It's a merge. Yeah. There's so much moving forward that needs to get done that will get done. And we're just excited for what the future holds. Yeah. A lot of new stuff, a lot of stuff on the horizon, a lot of things to get into. I need to know. A lot more frequent, too. Hopefully a lot more frequent. We'll talk about some man stuff. Obviously, we've mentioned the, the bourbon cigar smoking. We'll talk a little bit of dad life. I have a porch that needs stained outside. You know, we have a lot of these type of things. I have a patio. I'm not a patio. I have a balcony since I live on the second floor of an apartment. That's right, for now. Yes, and that's where I smoke my cigars. That's right. So we're going to get into a lot of that. So lots yes. on the horizon, bubs. Yes, absolutely. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We had a tremendous time getting back in the saddle. We love doing this. We missed doing this. And it's been such a long freaking year that doing this brings a little bit more normalcy Mm. back into our lives. And just the support that you guys have given us when we made the announcement that we were coming back and that we were going to be live tonight. We got a lot of great feedback on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Uh, we're going to, we're, we're almost at a hundred. We're almost at a hundred episodes. Yeah, I'm excited we're for the episode. We'll be good by then. doing it and it's going to come by a lot sooner than later. So yeah. Like I said, we are the CAE podcast, Collar and Elbow podcast. We're on Twitch at uh, Six Star Productions. We are on you. We are on YouTube. We are on uh, Collar. You. I think we're Six Star Productions on YouTube. That Damn it! Sense. I'm yep. gonna look that up. Now it is. That. It is okay. Six Star Productions on YouTube and Twitch. We are on iTunes, Google Play, or Google Podcast now. I think Google uh, Play is also now um, forced into YouTube music as well. Okay. Oh, that's a dog. Okay. Oh, God, shut that yeah. damn dog up. Uh, New dog, same yeah. issues. Spotify, um, though, Stitcher, Bubs, you remember all the users. All, of, all the good ones, get on there, look us up. We're the, CA, we're the Collar and Elbow podcast. We're going to continue to bring the best content possible. We want you to be as involved as possible. Because we can't do this alone. We can't grow this show alone. Only together 
can we grow the show? And together, we're going to make wrestling great again. We'll see you guys next time.